Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Chump Chat. It's your boy, Johan Gomez. With my co-hosts Tanner Testman and Justin Burns, we're back as a trio, and we're back and ready to rumble. Make sure y'all hit the like button, the subscribe button, get us to 500 subscribers. We're continuing to 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 get consistent and uh, and just flow like we used to. So I'm um, happy to be back. And uh, what's up with the boys? How are y'all? Doing good. I'd like to apologize for the viewers for the the screen, but I'm in the airport right now, traveling to USF, Tampa, Florida. I'm going to get some minutes this week, so. You are? Stay tuned for that. ESPN Plus. Yeah, so ESPN Plus, stay tuned. Damn, I'm actually excited, nice. bro. What's, how many play? I, I'll, I'll try to tune in if I can. Uh, Seven the mall. So I don't know what time that is for y'all. 7 p.m.? Oh, it'll be a bit late for me, but they show the replay, right? You can watch the replay. Yeah, you'll watch it. I'll probably okay, get perfect. like 10, 15. Mostly. Right back. Okay. Or left. It's conference play? Because they're in the same yeah. conference as y'all, right? Yeah. yeah. We have four games left in the season. USF, UCF, Memphis, and Tulsa. Tulsa's nice, good, bro. Home. Malik. Malik is out there, huh? Yeah, Malik's having a great season, man. Y'all lost a heartbreaker Malik. to Tulsa, huh? We did, yeah. Flat. There were seven seconds left on the clock. In the second My dad was watching that game, actually. He told me he was but watching yeah, it. Was a, it was a good game. It was like a buzzer beater, right? Basically? Yes. There were seven seconds left. And then it's sudden death, so or not sudden death, golden goal, and they score on us. It was a heartbreaker. But What's the reaction that? after something like it's that, like, like in the locker room? Oh, they just total defeat. It's like you can't believe what just happened. And then it's like so immediately following it, you're just crushed, like the whole team's crushed. And then the next day you just get out and train and work. And we're gonna play them again Wednesday at our place. So and to have that in our minds, the last seven seconds in our minds whenever we play them next week. Yeah, bro. love that. It's about all you. It's about all you can do. You can't get caught up on it, or else you're you're not going to go forward. You're not going to be able to move. From it. So we we remember it, but we're moving from. It and we're ready. That's actually something I wanted to talk about because, like, at FC Dallas, we weren't very used to losing. Like, I had to get used to losing last year. Both that we lost a lot. Um, this year, even we lose. But not a lot, but we, I mean, obviously, it's, I'm still getting used to it, bro. Like, I don't know how it is for you, Tanner, at Venezia. Or even with the FCL's first team, you would lose more than in the academy, bro. Like, I don't know if I've gotten used to losing often yet. You know, like, I guess we never really had to deal with it. Like, the worst that Sage got would be, like, every time we'd lose a final, which we lost, like, five finals. But, you know, still, still, it, it wasn't, like, too bad. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, I agree because like in the academy, we're just so dominant. And then even with the USL, like we were, we were so dominant with North Texas when we were playing up. And then, uh, yeah, it's like you go to, you go to the new teams in Europe, and it's just a different style. And then, and then your team's like losing, and the reaction's different from like how how Lucci would have done it as well. Like how FC Dallas reacts to losing, like it's it's more of like a problem because you know we're meant to win. Like that's what. That's why we're FC Dallas is because we never lost. Um, so when you come here and it's like some teams are like losing is like they, they know they're not going to win every game. 
uh, especially in Serie A, like we know we're not going to win every game or like some games are going to be super tough. Like we think we can beat everybody, obviously, but it's some games it's just like, that's a good team, you know, like what are we going to do, you know, versus Inter Milan, you know, like what are we going to say? Right, I mean, right. So, Judd, I was going to ask you also, I'm Tan, you the same, like, you know how, Tan, you probably realize now, I don't know how it is in college, Judd, but like when they say, oh, like it's okay if we just draw, if it's away from home, it's like, oh, we'll take the draw. Like we never would have done that FC Dallas, you know, that was never right. acceptable. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like, it's, it's weird to me. Like, like the other day, my coach was like, it was halftime. He was like, it's okay. Let's just, let's just play for the point. And I was like, what the, you know, like, yeah. it's just no, weird. It's, it's weird to me, but it makes sense. But it's also like super weird because in FC Dallas, we never would have said anything like that. It's crazy. Yeah. No. It's just because to me, it's, it's literally just uh, relegation and promotion. Like any point you can get is, can change your season. Like if you, especially if you get momentum and you're you tie a big game and then you push the next game it like it builds your season whereas like in in the in america it's like you just want to win and then i mean one point is like the last 10 minutes if you if you fight for one point then it's good you know but you never think like yeah today if we get a draw it's going to be a good game like right just kind of build i don't think we ever go into a game saying we're going to try and tie this game to get the point you always go in with the intent to win but like at halftime if things aren't going your way and it's a tough game then i think that's whenever they start to push for the tie, which I don't, I'm not used to, and I don't think I agree with it. I think if you go for a tie, you're going to end up losing just because you change the way you play. Um, like if you, you think, pushing um, for a goal. Do you think but, if you have a haircut like Judd, you're more likely to tie a game? It's a, I'm in a grow-out phase. I'm in a grow-out phase. I'm working on it. Uh, you're definitely more likely to me, lose the game me a couple if you put more there. Yeah, it's, it was either loser or tie, but I went You know who he looks like? That. He looks like the blonde version of that one guy. Um, what's that one movie? The Lorax, the guy that like buys all the air. You know what I'm talking about? The short guy with like the no, part of black hair. I don't even look hair. like that guy. No, you I do don't look like that, that guy, guy at all. You do no, look, I don't I'm gonna like pop up a like picture of that guy. That is an absurd That's accusation. Wild. For the viewers, I'm in the grow up phase. Give me a couple more months, and it's gonna be luscious. As like long it as your was. girlfriend still loves you, that's all that matters, really. Yeah, true. But no, nah, but what else has been going on? What, what else has been going on with y'all? Like on the field, off the field, anything really? Uh, got my grades up. I got my grades up, so that happened. What's your GPA sitting there right now? Uh, it's sitting okay. Still, still working on bumping that. What like but, what is it? What is the minimum you can have to to be eligible to play? A one nine. And what do you have right now? Two five. That's not. It's not horrible. Is that what like? No, I'm still working. Yeah, but I'm thinking of law school, so I need to bring that thing up. Well, yeah, You're thinking you, of law school? Is that what you said? You, de you definitely yeah. need to bring that up, brother. Yeah. <laughs> what like? Oh, what do you need to get into law school? Hi. If I want to get into a good one. Yeah, a good law a school. Mid, yeah. Mid tier one, probably right now, but who knows. Who knows? I'm also broke. I have $16 in my bank account. I'll send Johan a screenshot of my bank account that he can pop up. Um, so that's not great. Um, kind of rubbing pennies together to try and eat. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, at least that, yeah, at least that explains the haircut, you know? Well, actually, I got Wait. this haircut for free. So story behind the haircut, I got it for free when I went to Memphis. There was a salon place not far from the hotel. I just walked over there and the guy did it for me for free. It's sick. So y'all so. want to talk about something? So let's talk about um, just last night, FC Dallas officially, 
is eliminated from playoffs. Oh, they're yeah. eventually eliminated. Your, yeah, what are your instant reactions? Do you like to the move? Fire, hold on. Here's here's well, first of all, um, we have struggled the past couple of years, the first team. But I, I have another question building off that. What do you Haven't think of we? the Lucci fire? What do you think of the didn't, Lucci? We talked fire? about this last time, didn't we? We talked no? about this Judge. Lucci? Oh. No, we talked yes. about it with uh Jogo Ten. We talked about it with Jogo. Oh, okay. Yeah, you didn't talk about it with me. That's why. Yeah, I but had. the fans already heard it. So let's let's. What are your first uh, reactions to FC Dallas being eliminated from playoffs? I think it might be a good wake up call for the whole organization to kind of. What do you think Lucci's thinking right now? It's like, oh, I was I wasn't the problem. What do you think? Do you think exactly? No. You, you think he's thinking that? He definitely is thinking that. I think it's hard to get in the mind of Lucci right now. No, I don't think he's like that. He's not like yeah, that. I mean, he's not like that, but it's like he, he definitely. I think he's a guy that knows that, like he always said in the academy, like at any time somebody else could take my job. So every day I'm going to treat it like, like I'm trying to fight for a spot. But I think he knows that he could have done better. Like he could have, he could have kept the team like believing in him more, but it was. I mean, it was a tough season, and we kept at the beginning of the year. We kept saying like, "We're gonna flip it around." Like well, it's just a couple of games, and then it went to it was just you know a few games, and then it's it's only I mean it's a handful of games that we haven't been performing. So it was like, I don't know, it was tough, but uh, I mean it's also tough the situation Marco's been put in to jump in at the end of the season with a team that's all over the place, kind of, and also your your leading goal scorer um, isn't playing in the games because he's at qualifiers he gets hurt he's out he's hurt is that why he didn't play yeah he got stitches in his foot um he got yeah what happened did he get cleated in practice no he got cleated in the last game with with the u.s and he just he's fine he just uh the outside of his his foot is he got stitches on it so he has to wait until they heal before he can it was it was like a puncture wound yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, talk about the so, striker uh, form right now, though. Shout out to Ricardo Pepe. He's doing incredible things. Yeah. And so, I'm, um, I'm, I'm guessing right now, you heard it here first, he will be leaving FC Dallas for a lot of money. I mean, God, I don't you think it's such a genius show. Wow. <laughs> well, you, you heard, heard it here, here first. You heard it here 58th time on, on Chum Chat. <laughs> Ricardo Pepe <laughs> leaving FC Dallas. Requested a transfer. Time. Maybe the 60th What's time. What's the transfer in the January window? So who do you think? For the people the who are watching it today, I don't think that's the first time they've heard it today, honestly. Yeah, well, that's yeah. the first time you heard it from In me. the last hour. Um, who do you think is going to be the new head coach? You think they'll this is something we can talk about. No, huh? no chance. I think um, – see, to me, there's a few options. And hear me out. This is a hot take, by the way. So viewers, don't don't take me verbatim. I'm not in the FC That's Dallas loop anymore. So, so I have no idea what's going on. This is just what I think would be possible. FC Dallas I is think a team. Victor's gonna be it. <laughs> no Chewy would be good, actually. I would say Chewy. So, yeah. Chewy is one coach that I think has potential. But the problem is he's not speaking good English. Obviously, it's not a problem in, in FC Dallas if you're speaking Spanish. Yeah. So I think Chewy, he wouldn't be my number one. I think Chewy is a great coach. I'm not saying he's not my number one. I'm just saying what, what FC Dallas would go with. I think number one, in FC Dallas is an internal club, so they always hire the next guy, right? No way you're going to say so, Chris Hayden. Right. No, it's Chris Hayden obviously is like an obvious answer, but he hasn't been coaching. 
I'd say Eric Quill would get the jump up from North Texas. He's done well with North Texas. Develop players. It's a it's a development club. How are you not going to give your your second team coach who, who I mean who does a great job to get a chance to coach the first team? I'm surprised they didn't let think, him coach at the end of the year. If do you I'm think I, Eric Quill? Do you think? Do you think Eric Quill wants to have, make that jump himself? Or do he you does. Think he definitely does. Where he is at yes. the USL. He, he definitely yes. does. But Tanner, I'm going to tell you this though. I don't know if the Huns are going to take that risk because a lot of people, I don't know, if, a lot of people are starting to get angry that they're not actually winning games and that they're not like making playoffs no. and stuff. So I don't know if they'd really take that risk on someone who's never coached no. at that level before. Again, because yeah. it's so be two point uh, maybe. So Mikey. my second, my second hot take, <laughs> Judd, bro, you just need a mute, bro, for real. My second <laughs> hot take, which is a, which is a, kind of a, a stretched out one, um, is. Jason Christ, former FC Dallas player, has a bunch of great. I don't even seasons. know who that is, so no, that's that a is. no for me. Judd, is he an Inter Miami coach bro, for real? <laughs> or Fort Lauderdale no, or something so like that? Jason Christ coached uh, Colorado, and then he is um, the U twenty three head coach for the men's for the national team. Okay, but he, I don't know what the situation is, but he's a former FC Dallas coach. Uh, the 23s haven't made a cycle in four cycles. So maybe he stays with the 23s. Maybe he doesn't stay with the 23s and gets a different job. But I say it has potential because he's a former FC Dallas player. And they do the same thing. Peter was a former FC Dallas player. Um, Lucci was a former FC Dallas player. So there's a connection in the family still there. It's not like he's just a random guy or a random coach that they're bringing in. He has a connection to the club, which FC Dallas loves. That's who FC Dallas is. And so I think it's potential. If if it's somebody not in the club already, I think Jason Christ is he's got to be close right. to being up there because he so you're thinking, a good shout. Yeah, I I like where you're going with this internal like keep FC Dallas FC Dallas type thing. But what are the odds they go totally external, try and shake things up and and go for something? They else? could. I feel like they I, might make some changes because people are feel calling like for the, changes. Yes, I feel like the supporters and well, the minimal supporters they they're tired of. It. They're tired of this. all right. Let me let me let me let me do a, I what I would do. This is what I would do if I was the hunts. Or this is someone I would think about. I don't know if you agree with this. I know. He's actually I can he's actually in another club right now. In Wait, Texas. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Mikey Vados. No, bro. He Mikey Vados. He's he left with Lucci, bro. Mikey Vados is coming back. That was just a political stunt. Take me back on take me back on um on uh, what I said with Jason Christ. Jason Christ coached Real Salt Lake, New York City, Orlando City, the 23s. And then like you said, John, he's at Fort Lauderdale and he's an Inter-Miami assistant coach now. So I think he has potential. Played at FC Dallas for eight years. Scored 91 goals. So I think he has potential. I'm just saying. He's got a good rap sheet. This is what I would he's do. He's got a good rap sheet. I, I wouldn't do this, but I'd consider him. Considering his success with the U20s and considering that Dallas is literally just a bunch of homegrowns, I would consider bringing in Tab Ramos. I really would. I consider him to develop. Would the Tab players. be willing to? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't think he would. I don't, I don't know what you think. I think, think he I like Tab. I think he's a good coach. Um, I just don't see him leaving after one year in Houston. Two years. He's been there two or years. Two, two years. Yeah, two years in Houston. And especially how's Houston doing? They're yeah, they're doing great. They're below. 
yeah, they're the same exactly. as FC Dallas. So I don't, I don't. Maybe if if Houston the three Texas but I don't teams think are bottom of the table. How that is, is it that very, Texas is fact. this hotbed for soccer, and the three Texas clubs are at the very bottom of the table? Austin is crazy, though. They're fans. That's actually another thing that I want to think. Austin's such a sick about, atmosphere. Tan, what do you think about now that you're outside of, of FC Dallas? Not, I mean, you're still connected to it, but like not part of the club. What do you genuinely think that FC Dallas could do better to get fans into the stadium? Because that's a, bro, fans change games. I mean, There's no question about it, bro. The obvious answer to me would just be move closer to Dallas. Like if they got us, if they played in a different stadium near Dallas, I think loads of fans would go. Because you look at the, the games that, when America comes and they play in in um, the Cotton Bowl with the for Dallas Cup with the 19s and the, the whole Cotton Bowl is filled with 80,000 people, they're all from Dallas and they're all a different ethnicity. And I think if we can draw closer to that, I mean, that's that's like a hard move. You know, you got to move your whole everything to Dallas, which is not easy. But I mean, obviously, you could buy a big a big name player that that Americans would know and, and try to get in the stadium, but we're not that club. So I don't know. I think we need a. We're also like a a South America influenced team, so we buy these players like Franco Hara, who has a huge name in Mexico, but no Americans know who he is. So he has he has the name to him, but none of the Americans know. But a lot of uh, Hispanics, um, they South Americans, they know the name Franco Hara, like it's a household name. So it's just different. But I mean, I think we try to market well to to the to the Americans that uh, aren't interested in soccer. Like we, they kind of, right. you know, Pepe, get on the Pepe train, Big Bad Brian, Tanner the Tank. We kind of, I don't know, we, the media fi- tries to find like a fine line of joking around a little bit and being funny. And then like trying to stay serious at the same time when I'm not so sure if, uh, if they need to joke around as much, if they want to be taken seriously as a club, you know? So yeah, I, I don't think know, maybe, they, maybe the marketing yeah, location, the I don't awful. know. Well, I think Frisco right now, like the people moving in, Frisco is like huge, right? It's growing big time. But I don't think there's soccer people moving in. I think it's just a bunch of suburban families that don't really care. And the marketing needs to change. Also, I did unfollow FC Dallas on everything because they just got so annoying. Um, so, yeah, maybe that's part of it. I, I wouldn't say they're that annoying. I think some of the stuff they do post is quite funny. It's good. And it, like, it's and it amusing. Gets interaction. It gets interactions. I unfollowed. Yeah. I un- they well, get my, interactions. Reaction, my reaction and my interaction was to click the unfollow button because <laughs> I was annoyed. I mean. That, that's It's kind of what Tanner's saying, though. He, they need to make, maybe do a better mixture of joking around and, yes. and being serious. Because even like, so like, for example, you can post like a a more in like a, a more personal post about a person like about a player but if you're doing like a starting 11 and you say like america striker as you're like as your number nine instead of saying peppy like that's kind of too far and then it would be like when they said like homegrown they would be like, like i don't know they they say stuff i don't know i don't know i love the marketing team so i'm not trying to take a hit on the marketing team because i love what they're trying to do and they're trying to engage with the audience as much as possible with yeah the players. That's a, that so, is something that's underrated it's just hard to yeah it's just hard to find a line when when maybe a lot of these these posts that are that are quite funny get a lot of interaction and maybe they need a maybe they could post more of the jokey stuff on twitter and more serious stuff on instagram or you know maybe mix it up on different platforms but at the end of the day look at the end of the day unfortunately for fc dallas follows on instagram's twitter aren't really transitioning into seats in the stadium well that's really what matters I also think if we won more, more people would go. I don't know. 
that's kind of I don't so. remember we were all there we were all there 2016 they won two trophies they were a good team and most games and that was when we had the empty. least fans yeah. yeah yeah i'll be honest being back this year the start of obviously the start of covid opening up there was a ton of people at the games but the difference is there's people at the games but it's not a loud game. Like, John, you know, playing right. in Europe, if there's 10,000 so people, it's going to be They're so loud. loud. I know it's crazy. Yeah. So you need, we need to build a, like, that's one thing about Austin is they have fans that are just loud. Like they're chanting a bunch. And I, you know, you have the wall and LAFC has the whole wall. We have one corner section that chants. Yeah. Like that has, that has drums. Like we need, I don't know. We just, we need, we need, I don't know. We need, uh, next year is going to be huge for the fans to jump in with FC Dallas and try to start the season off strong. There's going to be a lot of change, I think, with the players, the coaching staff, um, the academy staff as well. I think there's going to be a lot of changes. So, oh, um, bro, this is a perfect question yeah. for all three of us, actually. Cause even Judd was also, I mean, I wasn't playing for FC Dallas first team, neither was Judd. We were all in heavily involved in the academy. So I saw a yeah. tweet that said, I wonder if FC Dallas Academy players actually feel passion for the club, feel passion for FC Dallas, or if they just see FC Dallas as a stepping stone to move on to other things. Because he was his point was like, oh, the only person I've seen that actually feels the club is Pex and everyone else just wants to move on. So I don't know what you guys think. I never played for the first team, but I know like my love for FC Dallas is huge. And I appreciate what they've done for me. And I love the club. I don't know what you guys think. Um, but I, I never saw first. it as something that was just like – something extra just to, to move on to bigger things. You know what I mean? No, it's a stepping stone for me. I didn't care. I mean, I'm grateful for everything they've done and how – and the places and the exposure they got me, and I love the boys and all that. But that's kind of like – I didn't have a love for the whole club. It was just our team that I really felt. That's, that's a good point. At the same time, maybe some that, people that's who I was, love the environment right. created by the yeah. team rather than the actual people in the club. That's a good point, John. Right. No, I, I loved our team and, yeah. and and all that, but I think that just comes with like playing with y'all every day and training with y'all every day and, and all that. But I never had like this huge FC Dallas pride, you know. I wouldn't. I think I'm actually on board with that. Say that. I wouldn't say I was a huge was FC Dallas fan while I was playing there, but I would do anything for the the players I was playing with. Right. Yeah. So that's like, a if, if anyone from our old team, yeah. if anyone from our old team calls me up and like needs something or like whatever, like I'll be there in a heartbeat. That's like just the kind of relationship that FC Dallas brought us. And I think I'm going to be forever grateful for that. So that's what I'm thankful for FC Dallas for, but I'm not going to go out and support the first team. Like it's like I live, breathe, and die FC Dallas. I live, breathe, and die the team that we have there. That's fair. That's a good answer. Yeah. I think for and me, I definitely have I have pride in, in FC Dallas, and I'm a huge fan, regardless if I'm – I mean, I played with the first team. But, I mean, to your point on being a stepping stone, FC Dallas has always been a stepping stone, I think, for everyone that grew up in the academy because the goal is to make it to the first team and play with the first team. But the goal is also to go to Europe. Like, we all – pretty much everybody I know in the academy that was – or the, on the first team that signed homegrown, like, their goal was to try to go to Europe. And, obviously, things happen where, you know, you get an injury like Paxson and, and maybe your best option is to stay at your home team where all your family is and you make good money and you're playing good minutes, like, why would you leave? You know, like your career will be a great career. There's nothing wrong with staying in the MLS, staying with FC Dallas. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. But um, I think for me, it was, uh, it was tough to, to try to, I don't know, say that it wasn't, I wasn't prideful. And like, I have a lot of love support for everybody in the whole facility uh, from staff to upstairs to the office, everybody that I met, I've, 
I'm a, I'm a huge supporter of, and I, I love the team. Uh, my favorite MLS team for sure. I, I support those guys in 20 years. I'll be supporting MC Dallas. I think they've done so much for me. I mean, I came from Alabama. Yeah. Everybody, I think you have a I mean, bit different know. experience. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But nobody treated me wrong. Yeah. I never experienced that. So, yeah, I don't think neither did I. Also, like, I don't want to lie and say because I don't want to lie and say I was a huge Dallas fan. I played there for seven years. I can probably count the amount of FC Dallas games I actually went to on both my hands. You know what I mean? True, so I wasn't yeah. like living, breathing that. The pro- honestly, the best experience I had at FC Dallas games. Remember when they would make the whole academy go? Yeah, that was, that was fun, sick. Bro. Yeah. We would sit there. Those, those, were, those, were, the those were fun. But you weren't doing that for the team. You were doing that with the boys. But also, like, it's a question of also some of my favorite moments when I look back. And remember when we would, like, go support the younger teams or the older teams would support us and they would chant and we'd go celebrate yeah. with them? Like, that yeah. was, like, I don't know if that was me feeling the club or me feeling the boys. You know what I mean? But in that moment, yeah, I swear, it's, it's like, hard I to love the team. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Same. It's weird. It's, it's a weird question, but... I mean, but guys, I mean, like, you, you support FC Dallas because if FC Dallas is going to play against Nashville, I mean, you're going right, yeah, yeah, to want FC Dallas to win. Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. For yeah. sure. But also, going back to like, yeah. Oh, going back to like hey, the boys, things of the, the we're fans. We're about to board. Okay. Me and Tanner, you want to keep, you want to keep, uh, but can y'all, y'all yeah, finish it I'm up? down to keep going. Yeah. I'll do a little after right. for myself. All right. Um, signing off. Good to be back on. Uh, tune in tomorrow night, Friday night. I guess you won't this by the time this is, but. Friday night, 7 p.m. versus USF. Thanks I'll announce, I'll announce it on Instagram tomorrow. Just remind me. All right, please. Yeah, I'll All send right. you a text. See you, bro. Right, you. Appreciate it. Bro, honestly, what I was going to say is going back to the, the, the thought of the fans and, like, the marketing, I would say, yo, they have, what, three three screens in, at the stadium? Or four? Three or four screens at Toyota Stadium, right? Three. Bro, they what, have two what is- for sure at the, at the corners, and then they have one on the other side, I think. Okay, yeah. So my thing is like, what, like, what is what is such a big deal that they can't put like chants, the lyrics of chants on the screen, and yeah. and like make the people chant together? Because in England, in England, and all these other places, you don't see like obviously the wall, the wall chants the whole game, right? But and yeah. we're not even asking them to do that. But and some chants the whole stadium chants. You know what I mean? Even the people who are just sitting there casually. And so yeah. I don't understand why they can't like, I think that's what makes the game more fun when the fans feel like they're a part of the experience. Cause if they're just sitting there eating their hot dog, eating their nachos, watching the game, people who aren't fans of football are going to say, Oh, this is boring. I'm not coming back. But if they're like, if they're singing and chanting and the team scores and they go crazy, it's a different experience. You know what I mean? That's what I think. Yeah. I think it's tough though. When you have like American sports, the only, I mean, there's just like the point of where, there's like sparks of action, right? So you have basketball, three-pointer, you stand up. You have football, long pass or touchdown or turnover, you stand up. Baseball, big hit or crazy play, you stand up. And the rest of those times, you're just sitting. Halftime, you're sitting um, during, during a, you know, you're just sitting watching baseball. You're sitting uh, in certain games of a football game. Um, NBA, you sit when it's this first and second quarter, you sit. But uh, soccer is such a, it's the only sport that's continuous. And Americans don't appreciate like the, the spikes, you know, like a good action, like, it, you know, in Europe, you make a good action. Even if you're in the back and you play out of pressure, you get claps, Clapped, yeah. you get claps or you, I mean, when you're, when make the other team possesses the ball too long. Yeah. When the other team possesses the ball too long at your home, they whistle, like they get mad. Uh, the team, the, the, the fans are just in it so much more. 
and in, in the US, it's the chants as well are just are very poor chants, you know, like here they sing, you know, like it's a song and it's about something. And it, it's like that year, that year they, they have a player that they're chanting about. And in the, in, in the US, it's, you know, defense, defense. Like it's not, I mean, it's a good chant, obviously, but it's like, I don't know. And then also it's like, even in the MLS, like for Dallas, like I remember games where I would go to or games I was playing in and we'd score a goal and the, and the only the wall, the wall is like up and, and cheering. Everybody else is just like, like sitting clapping, which like playing in Europe now is like a while to me. Like if, if you score a goal in Europe, everybody stands up and is going crazy. Like it's just so different. But I mean, it's the same thing too. Like if we win a game, I guarantee 50% of the fans are just as happy if we would have lost the game. Like they don't really care. They leave the they leave the stadium thinking, you know, oh, like that was a fun was a good experience. experience. Yeah. 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 It's not like, dang, you know, they're, they're not really, you know, fans. They're just going to an event because they, you know, they want to go to a game, you know. So that's what I was going to ask. You played in MLS. You've gotten to live a lot of these. Well, unfortunately, you had COVID, but I don't know how many experience you got to actually see. But did you see any, like, actual good places that had, like, decent chance? Or, or would you say we're not even talking about Dallas anymore, just in general, everyone in the MLS is kind of, like, basic chance, stuff like that? No, no, no. I think for sure I'm just talking about – FC Dallas and just a little bit about FC Dallas. I think FC Dallas's atmosphere is nice. Um, it's also very hard to play in Dallas in the summer. I mean, not. A, I mean, Bro. how many fans are you gonna ask to come at three on a Sunday in the summer? Like, I mean, it's tough in general for fans to come out in the summer, um, especially in Dallas when it's so hot. But um, I'd say LAFC on real atmosphere, a gr- amazing atmosphere, tons of fans. They're chanting. They have a lot of cool things that they do with the eagle in the, in the beginning of the game and the, the different kind of chance they have for the team. Uh, that was one of the best places I went. Um, I think, um, let me think. Austin had good fans, even though I played them at home. They had fans that came, obviously not that far, but that was the most away fans I ever had at FC Dallas. Um, there's a few good teams. Houston obviously can get a away at Houston can get a, you know, it's a, it's a robbery. So some games it can get a little, a little loud, but um Minnesota as well. Obviously, Kansas City's a is oh, a Minnesota looks looks clean, bro. I like Minnesota stadium's unreal. Yeah, um, Kansas City when it when it's a you know we had a couple good games there where we won at the end and it was it was an intense game and the fans got involved, but it wasn't like from the beginning, you know. But um, I mean, Portland if we, if we would have played there with fans, it would have been unreal. Seattle if we would have played there with fans, it would have been unreal. There's a lot oh, of so places that have actually, good fans. Yeah, that's another thing that you say that you bring up. Dallas needs so when you think about Portland they, they chop the log when they score right or something like that exactly uh, Atlanta yeah. has the hammer um LAFC has yeah. the eagle whatever they do like everyone has their thing and I think that Dallas does a really poor job in marketing and stuff like that to people like think about it bro literally the the biggest team in the NFL in the whole world biggest NFL team in the whole world trains in the same city as you do you know they have some of the biggest players in the world and you can't do like a collab with them or something like that to like to yeah. get more fans, you know what I mean? You have Luka Doncic, one of like the best players in the NBA, who plays in that city, who loves soccer, loves football. Yeah. And you can't get him to say something about FC. I mean, obviously you can hold he holds up a shirt, right? When it's playoff time or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I saw that. They posted a picture today actually of Luka holding up a, a FC Dollar shirt. But it's like but I mean, well, come on, you, they could do it. so much more. I mean, Bro, and they I could know. Yeah. Imagine Luka and it sucks there for the players too, game. because like Imagine yeah. Luca leading a chant at Toyota Stadium because they get Patrick Mahomes to 
to go to an SKC game and lead chants and stuff like that. And what does he know about football, bro? Honestly, Luca speaks Spanish. Luca actually speaks yeah. Spanish. The and only so, like, person just... that comes is uh is Dirk. That's the only person that's come. But even like, I don't know. We need what's hot now. You know, Luca's drawing so much attention in the league. I mean, imagine if he just came to a game and, I mean, did a halftime. Like, bro, just imagine. Show or something. Just you know? imagine the PR you'd get if Dak and Z come to a game, sit in the suite. They're chilling there, right? And then, like, BR posted, like, oh, Dak and Zeke chilling at the taking the Nash Dallas game. Boom, you get so many fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I know you're yeah. talking about, like, in a, in a summer game, but that's amazing. Like, the teams are going to suffer coming to play, and the fans are going to be tough, too. Honestly, for me, the Hunts make a lot of money, bro. It's a small investment. Either hand out, give a deal on water, something like that, or, like, give those little, like, spray mist things to every fan that comes in, or yeah. just build a freaking roof, bro. Just build a roof yeah. that, like, covers the shade for the people, you know? I just think that there's a lack of effort in, in a lot of different places. And, and, and FC Dallas could definitely be a powerhouse for fans just because Dallas is growing so much as a city also that like they can get all these fans to commit to this team. But I don't know, man. It's just it's funny we talk about this, though, because I think that's why L.A. has such a good fan base because they have, you know, celebs that come to the game or whatever and are involved. But it's also like kind of what we're trying to grow here in Venezia. Like we have so many famous people come here like. Kanye flew in the other day. Beyonce uh, was here a couple of days ago. I mean, everybody, a bunch of famous people come to Venice. So we're trying to, I know our media team's trying to grow that. We're like, we could get a couple of big famous names to come to the game and just help. I mean, we're already a big team, like kind of known in the world now that we're in Syria. Like people buy jerseys from everywhere. It's crazy. Bro, but, that's uh, what I'm saying. That's the thing about you guys. Your jerseys is like the style. Like it looks yeah. like you are in a magazine. You know what I mean? And that's what, like, yeah. makes people love your club. That's what makes me want to follow your club. Like, it's just, boom, you stick to that yeah. and you know it. I don't think FC Dallas has anything like that, you know? Or most clubs in MLS. Yeah, yeah I feel you. I feel you. But, hey. Yeah, I think it's FC been Dallas, a banger of an episode, though. Honestly, bro, I think people people will Some love hot takes on this. FC Dallas. It's just. Hey, look, it's all it's all love for me from FC Dallas. The the yeah, for both of I, us. I mean, we, grew, yeah. we both grew up there, bro. Like, I just want to see them win, honestly. I really do. Like, win not yeah. on the field, but win in, in different ways. Like, I want to – hopefully, maybe both of us can come back and play, and I want to play in front of a full stadium, you know, the people who are really fighting for us, you know, sure. rooting. I don't want to come back in 15, 10 years and, and see no changes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I mean, for sure. I mean, FC Dallas has a spot in my heart and in my family's heart as well. Um, so, I mean, I would – I'd love to put Roots there. We'll see what happens in the future. Hey, but, but shout out. I mean, shout out FC yeah. Dallas. If y'all are watching this, hey, me and Sam – Careers maybe up 15 years from now. Get at us, man. Get at us for some marketing and stuff, marketing strategies, because, hey, we got y'all. Because we really It's know a shame we're really not coaching right now. Let's just say that. It's a shame we're not shame. coaches right now. It's a shame. Hey, but it's been a banger of an episode. Thank you guys for tuning in so, so much. Uh, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Go follow Tan on Instagram. Go follow me on Instagram. Our socials are in the link in the description. And um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as we always say, go find your own success. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.